So how you doing? Uh, I'm chilling. We are back for another episode. Which one is this? This is episode four. Okay. Season three, episode four. Ooh. Serious. My memory don't be working. Serious subject matter. Yes. But before we get into that, mm-hmm. how's school going? School is going good. You getting ready to be out of there. I'm about to be a graduate. Right. How's everything else going? Mm. Work is work. Work is work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm just coasting. But I have figured out this week, through a little bit of push by you, mm-hmm. that I got to take care of myself a little better. Yeah, you have to do what you always telling everybody else to do. Which is? You got to take care of yourself. Yeah, but I'm more of a giver, so it's easy to give it out yeah. than to actually take care of myself. But I guess I got to do that. Yeah, but we're basically this basically the same. The same. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so not about us. It's about we just everybody around us. Tell both of our we tell each other to take care of ourselves. So, right. So starting Monday, we'll be back on the block. Ooh. We got treadmills. We got bikes. We got stationary bikes. Got stationary bike. And we got bikes. We got the squat machine. The squat machine. I need to drop something. We got a sauna. Yeah. We have. We do have a sauna. I forgot about that. We have um, the the weight bench thingy. Yeah, that thing. We got everything. We got everything. We got everything, so everything that we no need. Excuse. No excuse. So you ready to get this podcast going? I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to have a real show tonight. Back America. America. Yeah, you know, I got to talk to America because think big, speak it into existence. Okay. So America is listening to us. Hey, but it, America. But it's a segue. It's a segue to the subject we're going to talk about. Right? You right. You right. Right, 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 right. You, you remember the title that we've mm. been pushing like, yo, this is what's coming. We've been, well, we were saying rules, you know. The things that we have to do living in America as black people. As black people. Do mm-hmm. do we live by a different set of rules? Or better yet, do we have a different survival technique? 
than other cultures in America. Mm. Right? Yeah. Some things, I guess you could say either one, right? Right. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, I guess we could say either one. But I got a question. Okay. And you respond to it in the way that you feel. Okay. Just let it all hang out. Do we have to survive and function in society, uh, in a society that's oblivious to who we are as black people? Yeah, we don't have a choice. I mean, if we stay here, right, in America. Right. We do. And I've lived overseas before and it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, I don't know. I guess it it just depends. It seems like you're stuck on saying, yo, it's worldwide. It, I mean, it is, but it's like where I was at in Germany, it wasn't as, like, I didn't feel shunned or what have you, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I often touch with people. Mm-hmm. You know, us both, well, you know, we grew up in the South. And there's mm-hmm. a certain mentality, especially when we were kids like in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You kind of like knew they ain't mess with you, right? And you stayed in your lane, right? Yeah. But then there was always this myth about up north, it ain't like that. Right. So what I discovered when I moved to New York City, Buffalo and whatnot, it absolutely was like that. It's just that they knew how to play a different game, which is what we're discussing tonight. Right. And it's, it's, the same it's, thing. it's a little different, you know, depending on where you are in the South, too. Right, right. Or not even that. I'm just say the neighborhood. Are, are, are you leaning toward putting a, a check mark next to Tennessee in Knoxville and saying it wasn't the same as Selma? Is that what you're saying? It wasn't. Mm. It wasn't the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I, mean, I think it was more of a neighborhood thing. Well, I'm sure as anyone, if anyone else is listening to this, that's from Selma. Um, when we were growing up, we lived uh, in a situation where we were not directly affected by white people. Because mm-hmm. we did everything with, among, whatever ourselves, where we ate at, mm-hmm. whether it was Laney's or whatever. Mm-hmm. The schools we went to were predominantly black and so forth and so forth. And see, and then it was kind of opposite for me. Right. In in Knoxville. So would you say, here's another question, would you say that in my situation, when I step out into the world, Navy, college in Buffalo, these things, I got a crash course in dealing with white people? I would say yes. Oh, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough because now I got to learn their idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. What you know, you got to look at them like, what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm a racist, right? Right. We just talking about what it is. Yeah, what I mean, it's just hard facts. Yeah, it's just yeah. hard facts. I, I I love it. Uh, I loved it when I heard someone explain the difference between a racist and a person that's prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Now, us as black people, we can be prejudiced, right? But not racist, right? Because racist, we, we're not getting into that, but it has a lot to do with economic structure mm-hmm. and, you know. All, we, and power. We, we're not in that position. Right. But we can dislike a mother. <laughs> Got right. to be more careful. Got to be more <laughs> careful. But we can dislike a person. Yeah, and, and that's everybody. 
Yeah. Everybody has prejudices. Yeah. Prejudices. 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 And biases. And biases. Or biases. Right. right. Biases. But. Yeah. Let me know if you agree with this, but coming from our end and what our forefathers, our ancestors endured, our prejudice ways or how we see things mm -hmm. is based on a history. Right. And when you put it that way, then I guess that um, Caucasian people would say the way they see things is based on based history, on history. Too. Right. It's like when you see those, those memes on Facebook or Instagram or something, and it says that prejudice, you're not born prejudice, is taught. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which is, we, we already delved into the next part, which is when, when, when um, things that we have to uh, learn or employ mm -hmm. to survive mm -hmm. on the, the people that we're doing it mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. so we can survive, mm -hmm. what they do. Is it done purposely or is it subconsciously because of our history? Right. And that that's a good question because I think that it's probably both right. depending on the person. Right. And it could be both in that person. Some there, things could be on purpose and other things could be just subconscious because... Because of stereotypes right. and, you know, what media is fed people and... You know, maybe, maybe, and, and I'm big on this, maybe what parents and grandparents have told right. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you do things a certain way because that's the way your parents always did. You saw them do it that way. Right. So you do it the same way. Or you, know? you adopt their mentality. Right. On things. Right. And, and, and it's weird. But bottom line is we have to survive. We do. And we have to find ways to survive. We do. Um. What are some of the survival techniques that we have to uh, use or employ to function in everyday life, on a job, driving up and down the street? Man. Well, let's start with the job. The job. So you have to be, you have to be careful on how you display your intelligence. Okay. You have to be careful, depending on your work environment. Because, I mean, you could work in a place where it's just, you know, really diversified and they're right. about everybody, hey, right. yeah, yeah. Right. But then you could work in a place where you're really the minority and you can't be, you can't come off as, as, you know, thinking that you know more than someone else or or your ideals are better. Your ideas are better, yeah. Better than someone else's yeah. or anything like that because then you get labeled as, oh, they think they're better than me or... Now, that, that could happen to a white person, but why could. is it different with us? Because the color of our skin. And you think the color of our skin uh, puts a different light on it does. when we do it? Because okay. then they say we stepping out of our place. You believe that's what's being said? Or they I do used believe to us sometimes. being in a place for history again for so long. Right. And because you heard a lot, especially when those people ran up on the Capitol building. Right. You know, they want America to stay as it is. What what was Trump's slogan? 
make America, America great, great again. again. Well, hmm. at what point was it great? At what point was it great? And does that entail us stepping back into our roles? Right. The subservient roles. There you go. Now, I have a list here. Mm-hmm. You jumped to number three. I'm good with that. Oh, okay. But number three was expression, expressing yourself, mm-hmm. expressing your goals, mm-hmm. right? For any other uh, culture or race, mm-hmm. expressing your goals could be translated as ambitious. Mm-hmm. With us? Innovative. It has innovative, ambitious, whatever. Mm-hmm. With us, we have to express ourselves sort of in a passive way. Mm. It could get misconstrued. It can. Which makes me jump back to the top of this list. Our aggressiveness. Oh, yeah. You have to be careful. Right. <clears throat> Even Excuse in a situation, me. let's say if you're talking to a coworker. Mm-hmm. And you're not, you don't want to do nothing to them, but your passion behind what you're saying mm-hmm. via expressing your goals, mm-hmm. you even have to kind of uh, tone it down. Tone it down because the aggression mm-hmm. could be taken in another way. The passion could be taken as aggression. Exactly. My bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and we have to, we live with that over our head. Yes. No, no. Hand like yo, let me tell right. you something, which we're gonna get. And to it's that. and it's and it's of course there's labels with for women is the angry black woman. Right. So anytime a black woman raise her voice or gets a little passionate right. or right. or even just stands up for herself, being firm in whatever they have going on, it's always like, oh, she's an angry black woman. Or a bitch. She loud, or obnoxious, you know, whatever. Or a bitch. Let's yeah. put it out there. Yeah. Right. And side note, I, I don't know if I should say this. And that's why we, we've we taken that word and made it our own. Made it a boss bitch or mm-hmm. whatever, this and that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, aggressiveness. Um, yeah. I was going to go somewhere else a second, but it's not necessary. Okay. But yeah, you know, that aggressiveness for us, it might be passion because as black people, we are very passionate, mm-hmm. but we're also very caring mm, and very yes. forgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I remember reading, I forgot the name of the book, excuse me, America, like you would say, but I remember reading this book and I always thought the way that black women were treated on plantations and yet they still cook the best food and raise those little white kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's something inside of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I use women for an example, mm-hmm. but it's something inside of us that it's how we do. We get passionate. We don't mean anything. No. Right? I learned when I was in Buffalo. You see, if I come to you at your job, mm-hmm. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. The next thing come out of my mouth is meet me after work. It's It's on. Right. It's on site. Right. But see, when you do that with those other people, white mm-hmm. people, let me not say it in a crazy way, but with white people, it's not just that. Right. Because what do they do most of the time? Tell. Yeah. Set up a situation for you to lose your job. Mm-hmm. Hey, as a black man, I don't want you to use your job, but you're going to get these hands. Right. Right. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to go 
you know, to the right. boss and go, well, you know, Elandis, she's starting trouble. Right. And blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. So we have to be careful. Even when we expressing ourselves in disagreement, mm-hmm. even when we're expressing ourselves passionate, passionately about a subject matter, mm-hmm. we have to really, we have to look around. Who's around you? I remember when I first got to Iraq in 2003, mm-hmm. um, I became the the EOR, the Equal Opportunity Representative, and we had to go to training and everything like that. Right. And um, we had to, the instructor had us critique each other, mm-hmm. you know, during some exercises that we were doing. Right. And I remember that a couple of the, of my classmates said that I felt like my idea was the best or what the way I thought was the right way and that I was trying to force it on other people because they said you you just you 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 got loud and you was like no this this and this okay, and I well, told them in that situation I have to ask you since we on that subject your audience audience it was mixed Mixed. Yeah. And the, well, the person that told you or the people that said this, who were they? They were white. They were white. But I... But I have to say this. Some of us have been mentally so mixed up mm-hmm. that they'll do it for them, mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But I said that it's not that I think I'm right. It's just that I'm passionate about what I believe in. So I want you to understand the passion that I feel about this subject. So, yes, I might get a little loud and, you know, what have you. But it's not that I want you to see things my way. I want you to understand and acknowledge how I feel about it. That's all. So but but at the end of the day in this society Mm -hmm. we live in. We have to be very conscious of the oh, yeah. passion we're putting out there because Definitely. it can be perceived as angry, yeah, or violent. Yes. So you gotta you gotta learn how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Now, I was asked by somebody on the phone today if we talk about this subject, am I being fair? Am I looking at it subject uh, objectively? Mm-hmm. And my answer was, and this is not to be taken in a crazy way. I can't tell you what they think. I'm not them. Exactly. I can only tell you how I see it. And we can only and and we can only speak about what we've seen. Our experience. Because we've right. seen Right. I mean the videos are all over social media. Um it's in the news. Right. You can see a white person, a black person do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. The police roll up the white person is going to be treated a certain way. Right. The black person is going to be treated a different way. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, the black person is either going to be seriously injured or dead. Dead or seriously injured or a loss of time, meaning going to jail. Right. Right. But the white person will more than likely get off, you know, they'll get spoken to. Right. You know, the weapon might not even come out. They right. would do everything they right. can to reason with. I mean, we saw you know? we saw a video where a guy, a white guy, was blasting on the police. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and when I see it, it's not funny. Right, I can't be that passionate. Oh no, and I can't be what's perceived as that aggressive. No, 
It, we I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Exactly. Right. I mean, which is why the whole phenom, you know, the, the uh, what, what was it? The Karens. Mm-hmm. I forgot. What are they called? White guys. Kins. Karens. Kins. It, it depends. You know what? I don't even know. It didn't stick as hard because it was so many uh, white women that were calling the cops and making these preposterous right. things. Like we saw a guy that was well, bird watching. Bird watching. We saw a guy that was checking his own uh, mail mm-hmm. or a FedEx package. Mm-hmm. And the lady was saying, "Who you? what was going on? We saw a situation where um, a guy was watering the plants mm-hmm. and he was a reverend at the church. And he was watering the the one of his parishioners. Yeah. And they call the cops and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. See, right. at, at this point, you could be aggravated. Like, yo, I bop, 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 mm-hmm. bop, passionately mm-hmm. proceed as aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. You on the ground. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more before we jump into something else that's related to this which we would end it with a solution. Okay. Those, we gave you two. We gave, anybody that's listening, we gave you two things that we have to learn how to navigate through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Expressing yourself, Mm -hmm. aggressiveness, Mm -hmm. those two. Mm -hmm. Cultural limitations. Mm -hmm. Hair. Definitely hair. Clothes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dialect. Mm -hmm. Now, we all know, let's take the latter. We all know that whether I speak, let's pull an old word out, any bonics, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's no gauge. They don't even talk, no, use that word that no anymore, more, right? right? Ebonics. But there, it's no gauge on my intelligence or my ability to comprehend right. a, comp, a comprehension. But there's a stigma with that. Mm-hmm. So what do we have to do when we go to work? We got to abandon it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about ignorance. Ignit. I ain't talking about that. Ignit. I'm talking about, um, so if I walk up to you in a grocery store and I go, what up? Mm-hmm. How are you going to take that? Is, you know, is am I saying something crazy? Do you no. comprehend what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little words like I see on commercials, like it's gotten to a point where, well, let's use another old word. Yo, mm-hmm. that's dope. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm asking you, what does that mean? Oh, it means that it's something good. Right. Cool. At one point, nice. at one point it was a hip hop phrase. Mm-hmm. And then, then you started to see it in commercials, words mm-hmm. like dope, whack, fresh, mm-hmm. you know, bugging, all mm-hmm. this type of stuff. Uh, it's how we communicate mm-hmm. with each other. But in the workplace... It is an absolute no-no. Definitely. Definitely. Hmm. Why is that? Is it because it's coming from a certain group of people that has a certain past where we come from? I mean, you would have to say yes, right? Yeah. But but why? You know, like why? Why why we can't get beyond that? I think that's a question for the ages because... What I alluded to is it's shunned upon in the professional world. Mm-hmm. Then it's used to make money. You're right. Yeah. We right. can't, we, we, you know, 
Yo, what's good? What's good, dogs? We Yo, can't go in. We can't, we can't go like in that. the workplace and do that. But then you'll see it in commercials and movies and right. And it slowly, it's crazy, it slowly it? works its way into their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And then now it's acceptable. You know what I mean? For them. For them, right? Because we made it hot. But it's still <laughs> not right accepted when it comes from us. For us, and even if you, oh, this is a deep one. Even if you do go to work and you're able to express yourself like that, you have to be careful. And I'm going to use Dave Chappelle's quote. I don't know if y'all laughing with me or at me or at me. Exactly. Subconsciously we screw. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we don't know. Always on guard. So it's always on guard. Mm-hmm. So instead of going somewhere and doing that, we put up that radar and we, we looking around the room mm-hmm. like, yeah, I better not say that. Right. Next one. Hair. Oh. I'm going to step back and let you get that mic. I know about that hair thing. Talk to me. I remember, um, I remember being in Afghanistan and I had put my hair in two strand twist. Okay. And my hair shrinks. You, I know you heard the, the phrase, the shrinkage is real because a certain grade of hair it doesn't stay stretched out. It doesn't stay elongated. So Curly once you hair. do things, Curly it hair. just curls up and shrink. So my two strand twist, they were down, but it was like in a bob. So it wasn't out of regulation or nothing like that. And the person who called herself correcting me about my hair was actually another black woman and told me that I wasn't portraying the image of a sergeant first class in the United States Army. Well, that's what I I referred to earlier. Right. The game is so crazy that our own will trick on you. Right. Because they bugging and they've conformed to whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it makes you question yourself. So I remember when I retired and I went for an interview with the Wounded Warrior Project to get into the training program I actually had, my hair was natural and it was just starting to grow back because, you know, I had it cut real low. Right. And it was starting to grow back and it was red. And I debated over my hair. Should I go to this interview with this red hair? Because I had to, you know, suit everything, everything. Right. I didn't go to the interview with red hair. You know what I did? What'd you do? I bought a wig. You bought a wig because you had to worry about. I had to worry about if it would have been acceptable for me to go to this interview with red hair that was a low cut Mm. and naturally curly Mm -hmm. the way it grows out of my scalp. Now, if, if if I may, let's touch on some old school words because we both born in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was nappy. Yeah, it was nappy. Then people tried to uh, kind of taper it off a little bit by saying coarse. Mm-hmm. Now it's curly. Mm-hmm. Now it's a sore subject to refer to hair as he got good hair or bad hair. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm speaking of, of, of that lineage and how that works. 
how it implants itself in our mind. Mm-hmm. And the people that put it out there, mm-hmm. and that's the truth. They see it in a certain way, and we have to survive by you know conforming to what they think. For instance, at one point, what do they call that thing men do? Kunk, kunk, straighten hair. It was this old terminology. Oh, I don't know that one. Perm. Yeah. For fried dye. You know, fried dye. Lay to the side. side you yeah. Know, what were we doing right there? We were conforming to right. them. And their idea of beauty. Beauty. Yeah. And everything else. And if you wanted to work there. You had to look a certain way. Your head better not be nappy. It better not be nappy. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it better it, not be nappy. That's just the You way. couldn't even have braids at one time. No. Until, I'll make you laugh with this. Don't you say it. Until Bo Derrick you, came. Oh, I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> now, if you're younger, you probably don't remember the movie 10 huh. with Bo Derrick and Dudley Moore. I think that was his name. Mm. And after that, you know, the hairstyles he was wearing, you could probably speak more on it. I just remember braids with beads. And mm-hmm. it. it became popular. Mm-hmm. When this has been part of the African culture. Forever. Forever. But it became popular. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's at the box office making millions of dollars. And if you decided, I want to get culturally dipped. Mm-hmm. That's the word I use. Culturally dipped. I like that one. Culturally and, dipped. And you go, which is going to segue into the next one. Mm-hmm. And then you go and braid your hair up and put shells and mm-hmm. things hanging on the end. And you decide, here's the next one, to wear some garb. Mm-hmm. I hate using that word mm-hmm. because garb to me feels like I'm saying costume. Right. It's not a costume. Right. Dashiki. Mm-hmm. So you go in there with the braids and a dashiki. Mm-hmm. A, a guy goes in there with an afro mm-hmm. and dashiki. Right. Not acceptable. Yeah. I mean, and, but it's more acceptable now in certain Is places. It? We we just seen a girl got suspended from school for. I said in certain places. Yeah. yeah. Is it? In certain places. Yeah. Like the schools, uh, not so much. But in the workplace, you really, you have to be careful with it because there's too many. You know, I just did my paper on um, workplace harassment. Right. So they got to be careful now. They can't single us out like that and be like, oh, you heard an well, afro. The, the singling out thing, you know, and I, I want to touch this because I, I, I experienced this in the Navy. They will, remember I said the difference in north and south? Mm-hmm. The north, they kind of out front with it, up north. Mm-hmm. Uh, up north, they don't really say anything. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of backstabbing. Right. Like talking behind your back. Right. Yeah. Uh, harassment. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's beautiful in theory. Mm-hmm. But people can still hold you back from progression and opportunity. That is true. Based on a racist slash prejudice thought process. Yes. And we have to deal with that. Yes. No, not too many. And this is just what it is. Not too many white people are going to work uh, having to abandon their culture, their dialect. Exactly. They're not doing that. Right. Not too many of them. But uh, we the minority here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are not. Exactly. Right? So they don't have to worry about that. So in essence, you have to live a dual life. Yeah. You have to live a dual life. I think it was Carter G. Woodson, Miseducation of the Negro. Mm-hmm. 
he says something to the nature of, I don't want to get into all of it, but the further you go of an education, the more you alienate it from the people that were behind you. Mm-hmm. But you'll never be accepted where you're going. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Right? It, but we have to learn how mm-hmm. to survive in that, which is the topic of what we're saying. Right. And before we shut this down, mm-hmm. everything that we're talking about, we're touching it. Mm-hmm. We are not doctors. Right. Scholars and all mm-hmm. that. This is just how we feel. Right. Um, and this is how we tackle it and how we brainstorm mm-hmm. it and say, okay, now what is this? But here's the thing. In 2023, mm-hmm. you have a duty, which is how do you teach your kids to navigate it? it do you even teach your kids to navigate it? You have to. Mm. You have to because if you don't, you're doing a disservice to but them. But when you do that, are you injecting separation, meaning on white people? It's tough. And that's where, that's that thin line that you have to walk because you don't want to tell them um, they can't be this, they can't do that, they can't. But you did, You still have to let them know that once they leave your house in the environment that you have set for them mm-hmm. and they go out into the world world, mm-hmm. um, be mindful. they have to be mindful. Mm-hmm. And because keep, everybody is not going to be accepting of them. And keep your head on a swivel. You have to. In reference to police. You have to. Law, stuff like but that. But then yeah. it's like, you don't want them to grow up scared, but you want them to be aware. It is so that's that thin, thin line. It's tough. It is. It is tough. And that's why I asked this question to end it all. Mm-hmm. How do you handle this with your kids? Because, see, I've met people that, got into a certain certain financial situation mm-hmm. and lived in a certain neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Their dialect changed. Mm-hmm. There's a word for them. We used to call them back in the day, mm-hmm. sell out, whatever, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And the reason I use that word is because once that dialect changed mm-hmm. and they ain't eating greens no more, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm being funny, but you get it. Right. Uh, those people get oblivious mm-hmm. and they don't tell their kids that. And then something happens. They get a rude awakening. Yes. Yeah. And that's not fair. Mm -hmm. So not saying that you can't better yourself and make a better life for your children, but you still have to face the reality that we are a minority and society as a whole, the majority don't accept us. And whether we like it or not, or, whether people want to admit it or not, there is a different set of rules for us, for us than it is for everybody else. So we start off the race. Mm-hmm. I, I heard something beautiful the other day by a DJ guy, and he was likening life to a game, mm-hmm. right? So with every, every level, you fight a different boss on a game. Mm-hmm. But in that level, you acquire the necessary skill sets or weapons or whatever you need to beat that boss. Right. Right. I say that to say life for us as black people is the matrix. Mm. You don't know what's real and what's not, Mm. but you know, there is a set of eyes, a set of rules that you have to 
be careful of those eyes. And mm-hmm. you also know that there's a set of rules that you have to establish yourself to be or to survive in those eyes. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm a little confusing right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But we have to do that. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to teaching the kids, sometimes I feel come as it may, but then sometimes I feel like I need to jump ahead before something happens. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's frightening that let's use Elijah. Mm-hmm. This neighborhood we live in is predominantly white. white. He goes over to the park. Mm-hmm. And something gets said. We already had a situation where, what did what did that that little kid do? He wrote nigger on his back or neck. What did he do? Yeah, like a couple his, of years ago, his back or something like that. How do you respond to that? Right. Let's go back to the beginning. You you can't go to school. Yo, let me tell you something. Can't be. Cannot do that. Right. So you got to think it through. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to dwell on that, but. Do you wait until that situation happened and use that situation as a learning tool mm-hmm. or do you jump ahead? Because Again, as at you the say, end of the day, hard. at the end of the day, it would be nice to live a life carefree, fair, mm-hmm. and equal. It would be. It would be. But when you introduce those things, you negate carefree. Mm-hmm. You negate it in life at that point. Is stress and head on a swivel and feeling like you're behind an eight ball. Yeah. So what do you do as a parent? You don't know. Pray. <laughs> Basically. Yep. Well, that's it. All right. And hopefully somebody could listen to this and they could say, hmm. Or maybe somebody can listen to it and go, no, I can articulate that a little better. We invite you to. Hit us up in the comments. Hit us up in the comments. Go to the webpage, Mm 8121talk.com. You can go to YouTube and leave uh, comments. That would be 8121 Media on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can go to Instagram and leave a comment at... 8121talk. Or... Elon Diaz. At, that's at, G, at uh, Instagram? Yeah. And mine is Mr. Southall or mm-hmm. Al underscore Southall. Mm-hmm. We missing something somewhere. Spotify. Um, Google. Spotify, Google, or Apple. You can go to either one of those outlets and leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drop us an email. Email 8121talk at gmail.com. Yep. Even if you want to get on and say, y'all sound stupid. Right. The Whatever. world has changed. And and it has. It has. But it hasn't. It has. I like that. It has, but it hasn't. Right. Right. So we out of here. We out of America. And we'll catch you on the next one. We're, 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 we're going to have a real show tonight. You know, different from the way most of the shows have gone down. Don't do everything with our heart and do it good. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be recording live tonight.